blood makes the grass grow kill 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 welcome back 390 millionaires it is upon us a new season uh we as is our tradition are gearing up for our mock draft episode today thank you for joining us i am your lovable host patrick former champion of the 390 league uh don't forget it uh and i'm here with my uh other hosts that are always here to uh reminisce and talk about the league functions but uh i'll let them uh say hi uh mike jay how are you guys doing doing well doing well i uh i did want to bring up as you alluded to that you're a champion i'm also a champion the spirit of this podcast has been champions but we've made an exception here today and possibly for the rest of this podcast's life um jay has joined us who's not a champion but he does have a new position so i've heard within the league yeah guys excited to be here um soon to be champion obviously uh excited for the platform uh you're giving me in my new role which we'll talk about a little bit um listen it's an exciting time you know, week and a half out from draft day, uh, a lot of hopes and dreams on the line and, and excited to see how it all plays out and excited to predict how it's all going to play out in a moment here. Well, it, it's uh, it, it's a very interesting time uh, at the beginning of the season. There's a there's a lot of hope in the air. Um, people's uh, people have forgotten the mistakes that they've made last season uh, and uh uh, it's a fresh new day for everybody, so mm-hmm. we're we're all here to celebrate that. Um, Jay, I think it I, I think it might be best if we um, tackle your new role in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's super important. So I know we've got. Well, why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us what your your new role and function is for three nine? Yeah, thank you so much. I think for anyone who's joining us, who kind of took the off season off, um, you know, kind of kept the uh, the notifications to a minimum. Some exciting uh, changes happening here in 390. Um, the former commissioner Andre, God rest his soul, has stepped aside. Um, and has allowed a, a new regime headed by myself um, to be the commissioner uh, of 390 Millionaires. And uh, it's in a very exciting time. I think, um, you know, as a new commissioner, a couple key things that I want to say to everyone who's listening. Uh, the first is that, you know, we're not here to make sweeping changes. We're not here to, to go topsy-turvy and shit. Um, we're going to be the same uh, beloved 390 league that everyone um, adores. Um, but we're going to bring a little bit more of uh, league membership involvement into the fold. We're going to see uh, some minute changes. Uh, for instance, one of the things that uh, uh, my office has, has already brought to the league is, is a fun, um, a, a non-serious, uh, and enjoyable toilet bowl winner punishment. Um, I thank the league for their input which was essential we don't do these things unanimously or unilaterally um but i think everyone should start thinking of what costume uh they would like to see the loser of the 390 millionaires uh the winner of the toilet bowl in we're going to set up a photo shoot everyone's going to get a calendar uh it's going to be a really exciting time so this is just one of the many things that we're bringing to the league um and can't wait for uh for more uh as the season goes on 
I feel like I feel like you threw me an awesome curveball here. Did the calendar idea win, or was it the stand-up comedy? Like I say, if uh, if people have had kind of like their their uh, notifications off, they've wanted a little bit of a break from the uh, the fantasy football. I get it. Uh, the calendar is the winner. The calendar has been implemented. Okay. Um, um, everyone in the league has uh, the season. Um, a couple of different rules will get uh, spun out later on in the year, but you've got a, a, a football calendar year. Um, to kind of come up with what you would like to see the toilet ball winner in. Um, and we'll figure out ways to facilitate these things as best uh, as, as possible. Um, but uh, yeah, the toilet ball winner is going to have no choice. 11 suggestions from others. And interestingly, the toilet bowl winner gets to make one suggestion themselves. So what do they want to see themselves in? Uh, I think that's a really nice thing to just kind of tie the league together. It's one of those things that was, I think, kind of missing um, from previous years. And we're excited to have it. Okay. Well, I, I definitely it. want to dig into this a little bit more. I think right off the top, let's let's get out the boring stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and let's let's just... The, people want to hear the 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 fun stuff. We, we bring some some mirth to, mm -hmm. uh, to our listeners and... Um, but we do have things that we want to go over. So I'll, I'll just, I'll run through them the quickly, just sort of like the, the Coles notes of it. Um, draft is August 27th at 6 PM Eastern. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, make sure you are there um, and you are uh, ready to draft at that time before that draft secondarily, uh, but maybe as important, Make sure you send your dues to Jay. Okay, Jay, I think you've got a uh, um, a plan in place for for those that aren't able to um, provide their their entrance fee. Do you want to maybe elaborate on that? No, I appreciate the question. So, uh, just Jason Woodsma at gmail .com. You transfer those fifty dollars before the draft, uh, ideally before draft day. We don't want to get hinky with it. And uh, yeah, I think it's important for everyone to know that we have multiple individuals who are really interested in joining three ninety. They've heard how much fun everyone's having with the new commissioner in place, uh, and they want to get involved. And so, if I don't have your fifty dollars by draft day you don't have a team uh, we've mm -hmm. got some people who have made sure that their august 27th 6 p.m eastern is free uh they'll take your team they've uh they've already staked cash uh against the possibility so don't delay um don't bring it down to the wire send me uh your dues and let's not uh make this a headache question is that draft day draft time or midnight of draft day it's an important distinction for some of our league mates who may be struggling that may be payday absolutely so um listen august 26 11 59 p.m if i don't have your money i'm coming to chase you down mm -hmm. if you don't have your money ready when i first reach out to you you don't have a team nice now second question there's some people in the league um, who may struggle with payments, Neville. Um, do you have any payment plan options or extend any credit to any league mates? I'm sure everyone's dying to know. It's, uh, it's honestly a great question. Um, the league does not facilitate any payday loans, financing, or otherwise. However, I do want to make it clear. If you feel that you're in a, a, a tricky spot when it comes to paying your dues, and you think that you have uh, the friendship of other league members, you can reach out to them. Mm. And if they pay on your behalf, the league accepts it. 
fifty dollars is fifty dollars to okay. the league. Um, so by all means, reach out to your league members, see what you can figure out. You know whether it's a bet, whether it's something that you're going to do in return for fifty dollars. The league doesn't want to know. Fifty dollars, fifty dollars, but the league will not be extending any uh, extensions, financing, or payment plans, layaway or otherwise. Could you give us an example of something someone could do for fifty dollars? That's absolutely a great question. So I know, for instance, that there's a number of fathers in this league. I, you know what? I am myself a father in this mm-hmm. league. Um, so perhaps if, if you know work has been skimping on you and you don't have the cojones to go to your boss for the raise, maybe somebody in the league can watch. Uh, you, you can watch their kids. Oh, maybe yeah. you can uh, be a babysitter, uh, which you know pays pretty well these days. It's it's not a cheap thing. So that's one thing I can think of. Um, uh, you know, uh, obviously lots of options available uh, for anyone who may find themselves in a difficult spot. I'd just like to send out a PSA that if anybody in the league needs help uh, getting their getting their fees to Jay, uh, you can fuck right off. I will not be helping you. So, mm. no, I imagine uh, that's an opinion shared by a lot of the league. Uh, yeah, they're Hallwell for sure. It was it was so strange. You said this word for rent, and I was like, "What is that? I don't know. I don't know what that is." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so I'm just looking. I'm. I'm uh, Looking at our, our our pace here, we're doing great. I think Jay, we want to we want to dig into who you are as a person. So mm. we do we do have some questions lined up, but before that, I think it's important that we take the time to sort of remember. You mm. know, let's remember let's remember the journey that we got here, and how did three ninety become like basically an institution? Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, like the person that guide us guided this league to to be where it is today mm-hmm. i think it's important that we recognize uh, andre i think we i think it's important that we recognize andre's influence on the league so um mike maybe i'll throw it to you first i, I was hoping i was hoping you could bring uh, one of your favorite moments uh that andre was a part of for for 390 what's something that sticks out in your head as like a Oh yeah, this is classic, classic Andre, classic three ninety. I mean, there's there's too many. The, the question has flooded my brain with with so many thoughts. You know, recently comes to mind when Andre spent half the draft in a car outside of my house on the phone with with a lady. Um, that was classic Andre. Um, drafting from a boat, um, mm. drafting drunk, um, putting him in awkward positions that he didn't want to be in is a personal favorite of mine. The the Patrick <laughs> McInnes moment uh, springs to mind. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. those would be a couple of my highlights I've got for our dear former commissioner. Jay, uh, let's Absolutely. hear it. I, and I have, I want to make it clear. I have no problem uh, sharing great moments uh, and great memories of Andre. I think uh, being the commissioner of this institution, it is, you know, it's a relay race, right? And we need to appreciate, and we should appreciate the uh, the first leg that Andre ran. And now, you know, here I am just uh, Donovan Bailey, just grabbing that baton and, and, and moving it forward. So um, the transition was, was painless, was seamless. Uh, and for that, I thank him. You know, maybe it's recency bias, um, but one of the things that will always stand out to me is how he navigated some of the issues in the league around the IR spots as the pandemic came, um, you know, how he kept his composure uh, and, and helped the league kind of keep their composure and, and really even came on this podcast um, from a dead sleep 
I think it seemed, um, and perhaps uh, an exceptional hungoverness and really address the league and, and a lot of the issues. And, and it's that kind of capability that uh, we really appreciate that Andre had brought to the commissionership of this league. Absolutely, Jay. I think I, I think I would I would pull from both of your answers here, but like Jay, your yours in particular, like I like how you mentioned COVID was a like Andre was at the the helm of the ship, and and we we navigated that um, through some good good rules and good good leadership. Uh, I know personally, Andre doesn't believe in COVID, and he's anti-vax, but the fact like he was still very sort of um, instrumental in making sure that the league felt safe and we could move ahead with. The, the fantasy moves. So like, thank you. Thank you, Andre, for putting the league ahead of your own um, politics um, as, as well. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of think to those moments where, where tensions were a little bit high, you know, and uh, answers needed to be had. And, and he would, um, I, I just remember, I, I think my favorite memory of Andre is just like him sobbing into a phone one time as he called me being like, what do I do? Help me. What do I do? And I was just like, this is a guy, this is a guy who wants to build up everybody around him and like make them feel like they're important. And like, I wiped those tears away from Andre and, and we were, we were able to get an answer, but I thought it was like cool leadership. Um, And then, and then I think my, my final cherry would be like, I love uh, I love all the many appearances that Andres had on the podcast. It's been pretty spectacular, and and he's always um, a highlight. I think I think when we do the the polls for the league, everybody just loves when Andre comes on, and they just love to hear him ch- chat about the uh, the status of uh, of three ninety. So I will you know on the topic of Andre J as the new commissioner, how is Andres handoff to your regime and his engagement in the new league year been so far? Well, I'll speak. The handoff was was fairly seamless. Uh, you know, there are sometimes a, a piece of paperwork or two that you don't necessarily think to hand over that needs to be uh, looked for. But anything we've asked for, we've received in the in the the new office, and so there's no complaints there. And I think from a, 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 an enjoying him as a league member, I think it's clear it's a, it's a load off his shoulders. There are things he no longer needs to think about. Um, he can just enjoy himself. Listen, he's offered um, you know his property as a, as a base for the draft, and I think mm-hmm. that should be appreciated and uh, um, you know uh, applauded. Um, so I'm excited to see uh, this new Andre in the league, not Andre the commissioner, um, but Andre the player, and uh, excited to see how that goes. Very exciting. Very exciting. Well. I think I think that's a that's a good enough stroll down memory lane. We we always want to look forward. So as we we look forward, let's uh, let's jump into our newest segment. Hmm. Uh, and this segment is called Head Honcho Huddle, brought hmm. to you by Quiznos Chicken Wrap Melt. Um, Jay, you've already you've already uh, kind of addressed the league here, but I don't there know. There is I... one more thing I want to say. Uh, like you said, I, I have kind of already addressed the league, given some thoughts here. I'm excited for the questions that are going to come up. Uh, just one more thing I want to say to the league: um, if you have not tried Quiznos Chicken Wrap mm. Melt, it, you absolutely must. It's, uh, I mean, gosh, you think you've had a chicken wrap melt? <laughs> you haven't. Not until you've tried. Quiznos chicken wrap melt, uh, 10% off for a limited time, uh, with the, uh, uh, special code word three ninety millionaires. 
Uh, yeah, it, Quiznos uh, graciously reached out and said that they would love to be a sponsor of our show. They like the energy that we bring, the the analysis, and mm-hmm. um, they said they said that this show really embodied the spirit of the chicken of their chicken wrap belt, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. so we're like we're pleased to have them aboard. Um, Did they buy the uh, year long gold sponsorship package, or is it going to be a weekly thing? I, they did go. They 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 went one year to start. Wow. And so I, I think we're going to have uh, conversations next off season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're really, we're really excited. We think, we think that Quizno is like, and we don't just take like any sponsorship no. deals thrown our way. Like we, I, I, I think one of our rule that we all have is like, we all have to believe in the product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I know, I know like the, the chicken wrap melt um, is especially some, something that we've like, we're going to pay some of the bets with it. Like I know people, uh, the, the chicken Caesar wraps, like mm-hmm. we're going to be like, Hey, like we got you the next mm-hmm. best thing. It's a chicken. It's a chicken wrap melt yeah. like that. And that, that should mm-hmm. be good enough. But I mean, like uh, Quiznos, Quiznos, uh, Quiznos work speaks for itself. So absolutely. Um, okay. So Jay, we're going to put you on the hot seat. Okay. Put me in the hot seat boys. Head honcho huddle. We got some questions for you. Okay. You know who else loves the hot seat? A Quiznos chicken wrap because that melts it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Do not be confused. The melt <laughs> means it's El Fuego in terms <laughs> of its temperature. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Watch out. That's right. Crispy. Jay. All right. What is your vision for the league? And what, as a, as a follow-up question, is your in-office priority to get done during your your uh, your time in office? These are great questions. I think the key vision that I have is when we hear about fun stories from Matthew Barry or or uh, various other fantasy field Yates, whoever you like for your fantasy news. We hear these stories about other leagues out there in the world that are doing fun things like, you know, 24 hour diner punishments or or 40 years later, they're, they're getting together in the middle of America to do their draft. And I think we've all felt that 390, as you have said in this podcast, is an institution and we shouldn't be feeling envious of any of these. We should be the envy of others when they hear about our league. And so one of the things that we've kind of done already is put uh, a couple of uh, more uh, things in place to, to plan for, a couple more key dates in place and a couple of these fun options just like the humorous calendar that the uh, the toilet bowl winner will have to suffer. Um, that's kind of the, the key in-office priority uh, beyond keeping things um, consistent. We don't want a lot of big surprises for people. You know, we recognize there's a history here, a beautiful history, and we don't want to just throw that to the wind uh, as a new um, league office. So, we're going to keep that history. We're going to maintain it, but we're going to start asking league their thoughts about where do we want to go next as a fantasy football league. Listen, maybe some people want to bring two more teams in. Maybe this is a 14-team league. I don't know. That's not something that my regime is just going to come in and mandate. Not at all. It's just something that we're going to put on the table maybe at the end of the year. Relegation has been something that a lot of people are excited about. And again, we respect the history, but it's something that we're willing to consider and constitute as long as the appetite from the league members are there. So 
in two kind of uh, an A and a B. Let's make our league the envy of all others whilst respecting the history that's come before. That's great. That's a great answer. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I, I was thinking we could alternate questions here if you want to jump in with the second one. Oh, absolutely. So, Jay, this is maybe, you know, the one where it might get a little bit spicy here. Mm-hmm. What do you mm-hmm. have to say to those people that voice their opinion publicly, Neville, mm-hmm. um, against your nomination? Yeah, listen, this is a fair question. It's a question I've expected. Um, and so I'm glad that you asked it. Listen, let me be really clear here. Forgiven and forgotten. All right. As with many aspects of this league, when we ask for the the league's opinion, we're not here to hold it against you to judge what you think is best or not best. Some people in the league before I took over the commissionership felt that change was not needed. And we respect that. All right. We're not here to kind of say, listen, you didn't like it. Here it is. Rub it in your face. Na, 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 na. Not at all. We want this league to be open for everyone. So no matter how you voted, no matter what opinions you've voiced in the past, you are a part of this league, you're a league member, and you will be treated as such moving forward. I can see the, I can see the headlines tomorrow. New Commissioner Jay says, na 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 to uh, new league. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, you have... You, you, you've touched on a lot of different rules, so so please don't spend too much time on this if you if you feel like you've answered it. But is, is there, in terms of like our Sunday to Sunday fantasy fantasy football games, like are there any r- specific rules that you're looking to add to the league? Like I don't know if you're thinking PPR, maybe QB scoring. Mm. Um, like, do you have anything in your head that you've been like, like this is the way you want the the league to go? Well, we've already talked in, in some group chats with league members about some things that they would like to see um, at least discussed um, or optioned. So uh, the one thing that I'll say off the top is that this upcoming season, really nothing's changing. Um, you know, again, respecting the history. Once this season's over, though, I think there's a lot of things that could be on the table. Um, I think uh, one of the things, you know, whether it's half PPR or full PPR, I think that's something that's on the table. I think one of the things that uh, could really bring some oomph to the league would be first down scoring. Um, it's really catching heat. And so for uh, for first down scoring, that's something that we'd like to see discussed. And, and for anyone who's listening, who's, you know, likes it how it is, none of these things are guarantees to happen. League membership will have a say and an influence, um, but we're always open to making things uh, more fun, more engaging for our, our player teams. Um, everything's on the table. So uh, again, at the end of this season, there'll be some time where a, a large scale discussion will happen presided over by the commissioner's office, where some of these things might be implemented for the following year. It's almost as exciting when Fox introduced that like uh, glowing hockey puck, right? Just like so mm-hmm. many sweeping things that could happen that just, man, people Absolutely. must be raving right now. So there's been a long time thought that Andre wanted to be commissioner and keep being commissioner because he felt he could never win a championship. And some have thought now is his moment where he's going to go away from that because now he's he wants to take a run. Did you take a similar mentality and take on the commissionership because you've realized you won't win a championship in this league? Harsh question, but we think it's fair. 
listen, I don't want any softballs. I don't want any puff pieces, guys. Come at me with the, the real questions. Listen, I know a lot of people talked about how Andre couldn't win unless he was commissioner. I've been a part of those conversations on the receiving end. I'm just listening. I wasn't saying, I didn't say, I was listening. I think one thing that I want to say, it's a two-parter. Some people forget that I haven't been uh, in this league that long. You know, I'm not a founding member. I haven't been kicking around for 14 years or anything. It's it's been only a couple of years for me. Um, To those who, you know, might suggest that the the commissionership is just a ticket um, to to never winning a, a championship, I finished the best I finished in this league, third place on the podium last year. So I'm on the ascent. It's an interesting time to take the commissionership, but I don't think I can go any further, of course. Now, that said, you win any way you can. And I've tried a couple different times to take over the commissionership of this league, and this time it took. Mm. We're all doing our best. We're always looking for the inside edge. My question for everyone else is, have I found it? Mm. Well... I just we'll have to see, boys. I, you know, we just have to see how the season goes. Um, but uh, I think that should be a, a good answer to your question. We we may not have time for for this follow up question, but I would love to hear in detail, maybe maybe later on in the season, the exact kind of kind of the 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 coup that you, mm. you implemented. Like, how did you get the power? We won't. We'll 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 save it. We'll save it for later on. But I think tease. it's I think it's very important that we we get an understanding of like how were you able to wrestle that power away from Andre? I do have a final question though. So please, like, I, and I think I do think that we deserve an answer on this. Um, the league has been, I guess, stalked. Is probably a good a good word um, by a, a, an anonymous idiot. Uh, I'll call them um, somebody that we like to call the mystery source. Mm-hmm. Um, mystery mm-hmm. source pops in every now and then with uh, kind of outrageous takes, and uh, it's pretty clear that they don't know what they're talking about um, and can barely read. But um, what is your opinion on the mystery source? Are you going to have like a uh, a civil relationship with them? Are you going to outlaw uh mysteries in our league or uh i don't know Let, let's what, what are you thinking commission well there's a freedom of the press that we need to be concerned about i think i'm i'm on the the same page as a lot of you uh rudeness has has no place in in the publications of this league um, sometimes league members in group chats may get a little flustered and say things that they don't mean, uh, and, and we're not going to police that. But uh, in, in publications um, that this league is responsible for, um, there is a certain tolerance that the new league office no longer has, uh, that previous league offices may have um, uh, extended you know, uh, a certain amount of latitude. Um, so, uh, what I can say is that the mystery source, uh, should they even still exist now that the new commissioner's office has taken root, um, will be playing by brand new rules and those rules will be enforced to the fullest extent possible. Wow. Love it. What if the mystery source just disappeared with Andre? That would be suspicious. Wouldn't it be? Uh, quite suspicious quite suspicious indeed um it's uh 
it remains to be seen. But like I say, if uh, if the mystery source uh, still is out there, still intends to rear their ugly head, there's a new sheriff in town. I, I just want to I just want to sort of like outline the theory that Mike's positing here that Andre is giving up has given up the commissionerhood um, because it was too much work, but also given up potentially if he was the mystery source because it was also too much work. I mean, like if you go back to those mystery source, like items, they were incredibly half baked. Um, and, and it, it seems like uh, it, for some of them, they were just choosing at random uh, allegations to be, to be lofted. I don't know. I, I, I just, let's, it's, let's it see. Sounds like Andre's something at. Andre would do. Uh, yeah. That's a little bit true too. So maybe, maybe, Okay, that is the uh, the end of our head honcho huddle um, brought to you by Quiznos Chicken Wrap Melt. Uh, thank you again, Quiznos. Um, we're going to move on to uh, basically the reason that we're here. Uh, we're going to do uh, a little bit of a mock draft here. Um, we're going to do the first three rounds, uh, and we're going to alternate the picks between the three of us. We're going to try and predict uh, predict how that, that August 27th draft is going to go. Um, we do have some sort of uh, rapid fire questions going on right now, so um, I'll get to, I'll get Jay and Mike's uh, opinion on this. Uh, when we picked, we we know our strategy or we know the process in which we we figure out our, our drafting uh, results. I'll just do a quick review of who's drafting where. So Nolan is number one, Curtis is number two, uh, I'm number three, Mike Pelt is number four, Danish is five, Mike Hallwell is sixth. Neville is seventh, Commissioner is eighth, Ryan is nine, Andre is tenth, Suds is eleventh, and Gertie, uh, last year's champion, unbelievably, like a few months removed away from that. It's like, how did that happen? But it did. That's the reality we live in. Hell has frozen over. Um, Those were the dark ages, and as you said, how well we're in the glory days now. That's true. That's true. We are in the glory days. Um, Angels needed. Angels needed. Uh, I, I think the biggest question out of this is, is Andre had a fairly high pick. The first, chose, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Why did why did Andre choose tenth? If I can jump in here, if I can recall anything from his time as commissioner, uh, I think one word sums up the reason that he chose this, and that's uh, excuses. Mm-hmm. When you come middle of the pack and miss the playoffs, oh, oh wow! I picked tenth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's up. Honestly, it, it, it's like there's a, a fear of putting in the work, doing doing that, the stuff that gets you to the championship, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. ultimately coming short. It's like Andre can just point to his draft position and be like, "Well, I was I was choosing tenth. Yeah. We don't need to make short jokes, okay? Andre can't do anything about his height. I think we should stay away from that. So let's not go there right let's keep it based Mm -hmm. on fantasy football capabilities um but yeah you're right okay uh we got a little bit of an analysis over over the um the the picks sorry mike i i I know i know you uh, do you have anything else that you want to say no i didn't want anything on that i think that's the perfect answer and the only possible explanation as to why he chose 10th um agreed agreed Perfect. We'll we'll continue the, this transfer into the next question. Um, of the twelve picks, 
if we were to separate them into groups from one to four, five to eight, and nine to 12, who do we think, which grouping has the most talented drafters mm. in it? I'm worried a little bit about my uh, top four with yourself, Hallwell, and Nolan. Um, Curtis maybe hasn't quite shown what he's capable of in 390 Millionaires to date. Um, but the three of us, I think, makes that a pretty strong quartet. Uh, the second one as well, you know, you can't shake your head at um, Mike Hallwell's track record in this league, along with our commission. Of course, he's on the rise. Don't know if you guys heard, but he is ascending all the way to the podium last year. So um, he's on the up. Neville won last year, which is also very confusing. Um, the only one I think is a little weaker is the last the last spot, and that's because Ryan um, has not fared well recently. And Andre, we just discussed all the reasons why he's not going to do well. Um, Suds brings it up a bit, but yeah, I got to go with one to four, five to eight, and nine to twelve in order. Jay, it's interesting. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm seeing, uh, you know, myself, Mike Hallwell in the five to eight spot, but then I'm seeing Danish and Nevs. I'm seeing, you know, Nolan in the one to four spot. It's okay. And then nine to 12, you know, you've got last year's champ. You've got the perennial contender in suds. Listen, Ryan, you know, he may have faded at the end of last season, but uh, you know, Jigga guts was crushing through most of the year. And I understand it's how you finish, but uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not looking forward to kind of, you know, going up against him. So I'm going to give it nine to 12, mm. five to eight, one to four. I'm going to call it reverse. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think Jay, you bring up a hell of a point about Ryan. Like he, he's basically like a Derrick Henry injury away from having Jonathan Taylor production on his team, like the rest <laughs> of the way. So that's, that's honestly sometimes how the, how the season goes, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just a, a little bit too conceited here, but I think that one to four grouping is just like, uh, I know Nolan's going to make good picks. I know I make good picks. I know Mike, you'll make good picks. Curtis, I also want to throw out like the first time Curtis drafted in the league, he several times took the players that I was aiming for. So I know Curtis is just going to be like a pain in the ass that way. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, if it wasn't, if it wasn't one to four, I would probably say it's nine to 12. And then I'll put four to seven, if uh, five to eight as a kind of the 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 lower end. Mm -hmm. I did want to point out that Ryan didn't have Derrick Henry last year. That was actually Curtis. I think he was the one who was doing okay, and then Derrick Henry got injured and kind of screwed him. What? Weren't Neville? Oh no, that was the season before. It's all yeah. bleeding into one. Everybody, mm -hmm. absolutely. Time means nothing. The dark Time ages is a does flat that. circle. Um. Okay, well, that was a that was a stupid analysis by me, but hey, I'm your host, so you're stuck with me. Um, we did like to do this. We've done this before in the past, but uh, a quick power rankings of, of champs and non-champs might be worthwhile to just focus on the non-champs yeah. um, mm -hmm. point, I think. Um, so we have four people who, who don't have a championship in this league. We have Nolan, Curtis, Jay, and Andre. Who are we putting as, like, the most... The, the biggest threat to challenge for a championship this year? Really pains me to say it, um, but I'm going to go with Nolan, picking up the one spot. 
I think he's, we've seen what he can do. I've played in a couple leagues with him. I respect him as much as I don't like him. It makes me kind of want to puke in my mouth to say that he might win. Um, but I'm going to give him the nod here, followed by Jay, Curtis, and then Andre bringing up the rear. So that's kind of my one, two, three, four on the non-champs power rankings. Jay, do you have a, a different ranking? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, obviously, I mentioned off the top here, I'm ascending. I was on the podium last year, and so if you ascend from the podium, you basically finish first, pretty much. So uh, I'm the person that everyone should be worried about. Now, here's the thing. Curtis is a wild card to me. You know, we haven't hung out a ton. We're going to hang out uh, in a couple weeks. Curtis is a wild card. Nolan makes very intentional picks when it comes to his fantasy football, and they haven't really gotten them very far he's done all right but curtis to me you know he could throw his weight around he could throw darts and he might do better than nolan so it's actually curtis in the number two spot Ooh. for me um so is, i think is i'm nolan like your high floor but curtis is your high ceiling kind of that's guy? exactly yeah, it okay. that's exactly it nolan high floor curtis high ceiling and it's a it's a ceiling year boys that's what i'm calling it's a ceiling year um so it's curtis then nolan like i say uh man knows his way around um a rocket league ball which is pretty close to being shaped like a football. So you got to worry about him. Um, and then, and then Andre, who again, I think is intentional with his football picks, but he's been that way since this league started 14 years ago. Uh, and it hasn't served him. I've got to imagine that, um, you know, he uh, continues his lackluster luck. Um, and so he's fourth place on the non-champs for me. Uh, I'll throw in a, a cliche here. What's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again to the exact same results. I mean, that's basically how you could summarize Andre's whole fantasy career. Um, it's been, I think we're going on year 13 of the league, um, maybe 12, but we're definitely around there. And I don't think Andre has like shuffled up his approach in, in any which way. So obviously Andre has to be number four. Um, I think I think my list would be identical to your yours, Mike. But I could I could flip around. I, I think there's a gap between Nolan and Curtis, uh, and then there. Or sorry, yeah, no. Nolan, Nolan and Jay are together. Yeah, there's a mm -hmm. gap. There's Curtis, who let's let's be fair. He's finished. He finished dead last in his first season, and then what did he finish last year? He, he, was, he wasn't in the toilet. Oh, he was in the toilet bowl. I don't know. He played me in the toilet bowl. No, Danish yeah. really played in the toilet bowl. I think he got out of the toilet bowl. Yeah. Lord sure almighty. I, I'm a disaster today. Ooh. I was excited for this. But yeah, okay. Well, oh, no, he's, Curtis, he's listed as 12th. So never mind. He lost to, maybe you, he the, finished, he lost to you in the toilet bowl, apparently. He lost to me in the toilet bowl. Maybe it was the year before he uh, yeah. he finished better than last. Anywho. Well, not if, we, great if we had results. Jimmy, Jimmy's on strike, we would have these stats up. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. I do want to be clear as well. 14 is not a number I'm pulling out of my ass. This is the 14th year of this league. There you go. Commissioner Fouch. says, Commissioner says it's true. His word is God. So, um, okay. Yeah. So I think we got, we got the, the, the non QB chant or the non champs. We got, we got a good ranking there. Uh, and then I think just a little, uh, little flavor to it. Uh, how many QBs do we think go in the, in the first round? It's such an interesting question because it's like some years I feel like we're like four or five. Oh, no, you were you were signaling how many you thought. Gotcha. 
Jay thinks a six. I'll speak for him. I guess the commissioner is delegating his answers now. So the commissioner thinks there will be six, um, and that's because he's always right, I guess, is what he'd probably say. So he thinks six. I'm going to say six. Commissioner, commissioner rules. Commissioner's word is God. Commissioner's word is God. Um. Oh God, I hope it's five. Let's say five. I'm going to go five. That's that's my guess. It's a pretty good guess. It's only one off from being right. <laughs> Close. Close enough. Well, why don't we just tell you right now? Let's do it. Okay. So we are going to uh, begin. We are going to uh, alternate picks um, from the three of us. Uh, you Just some base rules. You are not allowed to make your own pick uh, strategically that you may give away some, some strategy or uh, information to the, the, the players in the league. And we don't want to put anybody in a bad position if you feel like you're comfortable saying if that's a the correct pick uh you are able to do so um i will be doing that on my first pick beyond that it's just such a a shit show um i would say uh every three picks let's let's alternate um and just do some quick analysis as to why you think that's going to happen okay absolutely okay perfect so i have been uh i've been given the first pick overall um i am very confident that this this pick is going to be accurate um and i am putting uh i i'm choosing for nolan and nolan will choose jonathan taylor with the 1.01 pick yeah yeah unsurprising i am also very confident in the second spot curtis will wear his bills jersey and select josh allen second overall Strong pick, strong pick. Uh, I'm exceptionally um, confident uh, that uh, Pat Hallwell picking third um, will do, uh, you know, lots of conversation around this player. Um, But I think um, more and more we're seeing uh, that he will take CMC. Christian McCaffrey is going to go in the three spot. You're correct. That is the pick that I'm, I'm aiming to do. Um, next pick I'm choosing, I'm choosing for Mike Pelt. Mm-hmm. Mike, you are, I, I find you to be a little bit of a, a conundrum. Cause I think you value, you evaluate players the same way that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, or I'd like to think that at least, um, I have you taking Justin Herbert here, um, over any of the running backs. I have a feeling you're, you're not in on Derrick Henry so much. Um, and Justin Herbert is kind of that like next tier of players that I see um, that he's clearly better than than all the players that that go behind him. So I give you I give you Justin Herbert. Yeah, I can't. You know, truthfully, I'm still going back and forth. I can't be as confident. You say that's the pick. Patrick Mahomes has won me multiple championships in the last few years on through multiple leagues. He's going to give a lot of consideration in that spot. But I don't even know if I'm going to go quarterback, so we'll see. It's I like the pick. I won't say no. Um, I wouldn't be upset by it. Um, but I would also, just to throw it out there, and you don't have to answer it if you want to, but you wouldn't go QB at two if Josh Allen's off the board? Or would you go QB at three, sorry, three, um, if Josh Allen was there? 
I don't think I would. Okay. I go back and forth, honestly, every season. Where I'm like, do I take a QB up at the front? Oh, because yeah. the first year that I won this league, I pretty much went, I'll call it zero QB. I think I took them in like sixth and eighth rounds, and I won this league. So, I don't know. Conundrum. A lot of questions. That's why we're here. To not give you any answers. So, next pick, Danish, five. I think he sees Mahomes sitting there. I think it's an easy choice for him. He gets one of the best quarterbacks in the league. No problem. In the sixth spot, Mike Hallwell looks around. Mike Hallwell does not take QBs early. Mike Hallwell loves the zero QB strategy. So even though Herbert and Mahomes have gone off the board, he's not fretting. He wants the king, and he takes Derrick Henry in the sixth spot, and he's happy to do so. We got um, we got Neville next up at seven. Um, I think it's tough for Neville to turn down this player. I think he takes Lamar Jackson. It's his favorite team. Lamar is basically a cheat code in fantasy. Um, so yeah, I think Neville's. It's just a perfect storm for Neville, and he, and he walks away with the QB of his of his favorite team. Easy does it. And next we have Archimish. His word is God, or is God his word? Either one. And I think here he sees those QBs off the board, and he goes to a solid performer who, if he can stay healthy, Dalvin Cook could lead you to a fantasy championship, and I think he takes that value at number eight in Dalvin Cook. Very interesting. Very interesting. It'll be interesting to see who's off the board at that time, but uh, I'm not going to give anything away. At eight spots, uh, it's a little too deep to give anything away. Well, we just told you um, who's going to be off the board at that time. Our first seven picks are going to be spot on. So Absolutely. That's true. Okay, so um, Cook, uh, close but no cigar. Um, Cook and Bliss. Almost but not quite. So let's flip down to Ryan. Ryan, who went one, two QBs last year. Uh, round one, round two, QBs, QBs. So I think he looks around. He says, I don't want to worry about this tier of QB being gone by the time it comes around. And so he jumps on the um, short statured, um, but brand new contract given Kyler Murray in the nine spot. Maybe feeling like he reached a little bit, but not willing to be put out just in case. Next pick, we got uh, Andre. Uh, Andre takes Austin Eckler. I think he sees Eckler sitting there. He's Eckler was a top five uh, running back last year, and I think Andre hitches his wagon to that Chargers uh, freight train that could potentially be this season. And then Suds shows up. Pick a number 11. That's right where he wants to pick every year. I think it was last year he traded with you, Hallwell, a pair of headphones for pick number one and got to the back of the draft. Yep. Here he is again. He loves his back-to-back picks, especially one-two on the swing. I think he sees Najee Harris there. He always likes to have a good stable of RBs, and I think he goes with Najee with his first pick. Yeah, can't say anything wrong with that. Now, interestingly, last year, Gertie was in the 12 spot. And so this year, again, Gertie loves where he was. Makes a lot of sense. He won the whole thing. He lives in the 12 spot again. He looks around. He's got 
back to back. So a little bit of choice, but listen, cup is sitting right there, ready to be scooped and drank from. It tastes like the goblet of victory. So Cooper cup goes in the final spot. He goes to Gertie on the front end of the back to back. Uh, and then the back end of the back to back, I think Gertie, maybe, I don't know. It pains me to say this because, because, uh, this is this is my guy, um, but I think Gertie takes Joe Burrow, who we openly criticized uh, Gertie for taking so early last season. And I mean, like, let's call it let's call it out. Joe showed up mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. But Joe Burrow would be his his pick with the first uh, the first selection in round two, um, and I think he does that out of nostalgia. I don't know if it's the the right pick, but. I think Gertie Gertie looks at Joe Burrow. He's got those lovey dovey feelings, and he says, "Let's let's let's play the hits. Let's run it back." Mm-hmm. I see Suds in the fourteen spot, uh, uh, two on round two, and I know that he just went off with Najee Harris, but he likes the look of getting Joe Mixon from an, an exciting offense. A couple people might be fading him, but if he can pick up Joe Mixon right here at the top of the order. Um, he's going to do it. So Joe Mixon goes to Suds at the 14. That's an interesting one. Two Bengals back-to-back. Um, Andre with Eckler at 10. He looks at quarterback. The most Andre pick right here will be to pick Tom Brady. Um, if he does it, then <laughs> that's the most Andre thing ever. But I think he'll look and see Justin Jefferson there and think that there's too much value with what he's brought to the league to pass up and hopefully have a bonafide wide receiver one on your team. So he goes Jefferson. Hey, look, it's me again. I'm back for pick 16. Ryan's going to further reinforce his two quarterback strategy, or is he? I don't think so. I think he sees another great value pick here. Saquon is maybe underrated a little bit this year. Some are saying he is, some are saying he isn't. I think he takes Saquon here. He doesn't go for that second quarterback because he doesn't quite see the value with what he's got on the board at running back. Uh, so for the fifth pick in the second round, we go back to the commission. I'll be making this for Jay. Um, but I am I am equally as confident in this pick um, as I was with uh, with Nolan's pick of Jonathan Taylor at 101. So we're, we're a little bit deeper in the weeds here. But everything in my body is telling me that Jay is going to go with Jalen Hurts. Um, I know I have, I'm privy to some extra information that Jay is in a, a dynasty in uh, a whole bunch of other leagues, but I do know that he does have an affinity towards Jalen Hurts. So I think that's a, I, I think this is where Jalen goes off the board and he goes to, it goes to Jay. I'll speak to this really briefly. Uh, um, obviously, you have some of that extra knowledge. This is 100% correct. Uh, if I'm sitting here in the spot, uh, especially if I went RB uh, in the first round, this is a uh, this is you could stamp a guarantee on Jalen Hurts if he's available. Mm-mm, and then it's me. So Neville's up. Neville uh, just came off picking up his favorite QB. He's looking around. He's saying, what's available to me? Oh, yeah, the fucking guy that I named my team after last year, Jamar Chase, sitting there ready to be picked up and will not be denied. Jamar Chase goes to Neville's team, and he's thrilled to do so at 18 spot. 
Then Mike Hallwell comes in, and he's obviously debating where to go here. He's got Derrick Henry. He thinks that's a strong go in the RB, so he's going to look. Wide receivers aren't going to be too enticing. I think he's going to go Russell Wilson. I'm not as confident as I am so far with some other picks in this draft, but I think he looks quarterback, and I like Wilson for him in that spot. Uh, that brings us to uh, to Danish's pick at uh, twenty overall, but it would be the uh, the seventh pick or eighth pick. Sorry, impossible uh, to tell. Impossible to tell. Um, I got Danish picking up Nick Chubb. Uh, this is where the draft gets fun because you start the the team's already kind of like flushed out, and with uh, Danish taking Mahomes in the first round, I think he's got to go running back, and I think taking Nick Chubb. Uh, as a uh, as a number one running back, I think that's uh, that's the move that Danish makes with confidence. Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. I think that's probably uh, you're probably happy to get him a little later than maybe he could have gone. Um, and so I've got pelts, and so I've got an interesting um, kind of conundrum with pelts. Pelts got a QB in round one, and and Herbert, so he's kind of um, you know he's looking around. He's not going to go reaching for for a QB uh, just to make it happen. He's got time and space. Tight ends are available right now. Kelsey and Mark Andrews, both on the board, both available right around now. You probably want to wait. You probably want to sew up that RB1. And so he's got a couple choices, but I think he's going to go with the DeAndre Swift out of Detroit. That team now has an aerial offense. They've got guys to throw the ball to. Yes, it's Goff throwing the ball, but I think a lot of people are expecting a lot from Swift. So I've got Swift in the 21 spot. Spot going to pelts. Look, I don't want to give away my strategy here in this draft, but I can tell you if he's available at that spot at 21, I am not taking him. He will not be the 21st pick in the 390 millionaires draft. That's all I'll say. And that's me. Pat, you're up next. I think for you, you look at What's on the board? I think you think about Stafford. You give it a long, hard thought. But I think you really like to ram two or three running backs up the league's ass. And I think you want to stack that further. So I'm going to give you Javante Williams here. Um, And I think that's, you just, you see what your brother picked and you're like, man, maybe that Broncos offense is going to be fire. And you're going to go Javante here. Uh, Right logic, wrong player. I'll say Javante in that spot is too expensive for me. Um, But yeah, you're totally right. I do love my running backs. Um, So yeah, Uh, the person following my pick is Curtis. And this is the, uh, the 11th pick of the, uh, of the second round Um, Curtis in the first round picked up um, Josh Allen, the Josh Allen potential MVP candidate. And he says, uh, I'm probably going to need a running back to, to pair that up with. Uh, and so he takes uh, Alvin Kamara, which is actually not a bad find at the end of the second round. So good for you, Curtis. Great work. Fantastic. I think um, Alan Kamara's out now. Nolan comes up and Nolan, uh, there's a, a, a name uh, of his team that he finds to be sacred. And that uh, name comes from the QB Dak Prescott in Dallas. 
some questions around Dallas. Obviously, a couple players out, um, but I think if he's healthy, then Nolan's happy to have him at the very, very tail end, especially coming off of uh, Jayon Taylor Thomas at the front. So Nolan's going to pick up Dak Prescott in the 24 spot. Uh, 25th spot, which is uh, Nolan's pick again. Uh, first round, first pick of the third round. Um, I think Nolan double taps the QB position, just sets himself up for the rest of the draft, and he pulls out. Um, he pulls out a Stafford. Um, he saw. He, he he sees that Cup is still there. He sees that Allen Robinson is still there. I mean, OBJ is is potentially just a signing away. Um, I, I think he Stafford as his number two. I think he loves it. I mean, we're just at the start of the third round, but if Nolan left the first three rounds with Stafford, Dak, and Jonathan Taylor, that's a hell of a start to oh, yeah. two QB fantasy draft. Not angry about it. Curtis coming back in, got Josh Allen, picked up Alvin Kamara. He's going to look wide receiver, and I think he's going to think about that sexy stack we all dream of on Sunday. Mm. When you get that receiving touchdown thrown by your quarterback and his favorite team. And I think he's going to debate Devontae Adams here, but I think he's going to go Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I see that. I think you're happy to get it. Now, it's interesting we started walking into the top end wide receiver category. I think Pat Hallwell in the 27th pick. Um, likes it, he thinks about it, and he recognizes that there's a name that's it's been an interesting name. Um, you know, uh, a top wide receiver in a new situation, but he likes what he sees from the Raiders offense. And so in the 27th spot, he goes for Devontae Adams, and he's happy to do so. Uh, couldn't be further away from what actually is going to happen. <laughs> I uh, I will not be taking Devonte Adams with the the three hundred three pick, um, but I'm going to commit the same crime for for Mike here because his pick is next, and uh, with the fourth pick of the third round, um, I had Travis Kelsey written there, but I'm changing it, and I'm going to say that Mike actually goes CD Lamb. Um, I think CD Lamb potentially has that like high 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 ceiling, um, and I think. I think with the I I, the, I I I was toying with Travis Kelsey. I was toying with Aaron Jones for this pick too. But I have a feeling Mike is not on board with the Green Bay running running back situation. So I think he sees that alpha receiver in CD Lamb, and he and he pounces on it. No comment from the press. All right, everyone's shutting their traps real quick about their picks. Now, Danish is next at 29, and Danish looks, he's got a couple of top-end tight ends, but he looks a couple of spots down the way, and he sees that Neville is two picks away. So he's got Kelsey and Mark Andrews on the mind. Kelsey's in a new situation where he might be a little bit more capable of being targeted by defenses, and he doesn't mind to yoink a Raven before it swings around a Nev, and Mark Andrews goes TE1 to Danish in the 29 spot. We have, uh, following that pick, we have my brother, um, who in the first two rounds has taken uh, assembled a Derrick Henry and uh, Russell Wilson crew so far. I think Mike 
uh, looks. He says, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out this, uh, this QB situation. And I'm going to do it with one of the best to ever do it. And he snatches up uh, Tom Brady. I think Neville sits there and he's got Lamar so far. He's got Jamar Chase so far. He's got to think about running back, but I think he will find Aaron Rodgers is too tasty to pass up here and really secure his second quarterback position. Um, And he goes Aaron Rodgers here. My pick next, and I'm totally prepared for this next pick here for Jay. Haven't fallen behind at all. Um, He's taken Jalen Hurts and Dalvin Cook so far. This one's going to be off the cuff and affect the rest of this draft uh, that you've started here. Uh, the commission's going to take Debo um, in this spot. Listen, uh, for those who have the information, they might know that I've just traded for Debo in a different league. So at the 32 spot, you know, am I confident 100% that I'm going to take Debo? No. But if he's there, uh, I'm going to say that I'm pretty, pretty willing unless I were to go elsewhere, but let's say I take Debo, the elsewhere that I would go, be very happy in the uh, 33 spot, Ryan. He's got his QB sorted. He's looking to deal with the rest of the team. Aaron Jones goes straight to Ryan. Uh, He's happy with that. He fell a little bit. Obviously, it's a dicey Green Bay situation. AJ Dillon and those calves, those quads are worrying, but Aaron Jones is the guy still, uh, and so he takes him. Following that, Andre realizes that Tom Brady has been taken about four picks ahead, storms out of the room, never to return. And so, luckily, we have somebody else uh, who uh, is Troy, probably, as the number one spot takeover. Andre, he jumps in there, he realizes that he's got no QB, and he jumps on the full possibility hype train that is Trey Lance out of San Francisco in the 34 spot for Andre's team. Uh, that brings us to uh, the penultimate pick of our mock, mock draft, but the 11th pick of the third round. Um, and uh, Suds, who went Najee Harris, Joe Mixon in the first two rounds, stud running backs. Um, and he's like, okay, quarterbacks are flying off the board now. I need to make my move. Um, I, he's going to take Derek Carr, who I think he he sees as a, uh, the best of the rest, uh, and then I would expect his fourth round pick, which we will not do, to also be a quarterback. Love that. I think that makes sense. I think Gertie gets here. He's got Cup. He's got Burrow. He's going to look to you know round that it with some balance. He's going to go running back, and you know what? I think he's going to like the ceiling. Jay said it earlier, potentially of Acres. Um, coming back for a full year here, being a big part of that Rams offense. So I will give that to Gertie, round out round three, pick 36. Guys, it's good to be back. Hey, we're geniuses. So smart. I love love how we just, we rolled right back into it. We got our stuff done. We addressed the league. And like from here on out, we're we're gonna be fairly consistent in everybody's lives here. We're not gonna be we're not gonna have an episode next week. We won't have one another one before the draft, but we will do a um a recap, an analysis, uh, and we'll set ourselves up for week one. And then after week one starts, we're gonna do we're gonna get back to that weekly grind and you'll have us for the next uh 
three or four months but before we go guys uh mike do you have anything you want to uh you want to say no just that. i look forward to getting back i think you know everyone's probably i mean our wait list to get on the show we have so many guests every year people just line up we don't have to beg the league at all um people are just ready to come on the show so we're yes we're gonna have guests again this year this was maybe a little bit of a surprise drop no one knew was coming so yes the mailbag will be back can't confirm if there will be a gift basket or not. This new commission is pretty tight on the finances, um, but we'll see. There could be another gift basket involved that may or may not get delivered, and the pigeons will be back in flocks is all I can say. Uh, Jay, Commissioner Jay, uh, do you have anything else that you would like to, uh, to state? Love to hear about uh, the amount of pigeons coming back. I think that's great. Really looking forward to uh, an exciting year. Um, you know, uh, a lot of action. Excited to be uh, in the ear holes of our league members with with updates and things they need to know. Um, this is going to be a great platform for the commissioner's office to deliver messages. Well, we're definitely happy to have you on. As, as I mean, a part of the team. Like you were, you were podcast host before you were commissioner. But it's it's great to see the 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 people in your in your life i'll speak for myself the people in your life succeeding and that's what you're doing you're, you're thriving this has been a big off season for you lots of change and and like we i i think i speak for mike as well like hell of a job you've done so far hell of a job absolutely so, i appreciate that a lot okay well with that i think we'll uh we'll sign off everybody so blood makes the grass grow kill <laughs> kill kill, kill. <laughs>